Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey folks, it's Matt Zachary, and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast, Out of Patience, right here on the Offscript Media Network. Hey, I'm Alora Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic, and a professional big mouth. Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its vax on and shows COVID the door. Matt gets me. He knows I'm tired, annoyed, and sometimes pushed to the brink by the intense chaos of our lives right now. We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation. So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOn. Conspiracy theorists and haters shall be neutralized on site. All right, Matt, let's get at it. Matt, before we even get started, I have a very important update. You must tell me what that is then. Remember the bride and the footloose lawsuit and she was having a wedding and no one was allowed to dance? Oh, there was no cutting loose. What happened? Guess what? They're cutting loose? They're cutting loose. The mayor of D.C. dropped the COVID restrictions. That is unbelievably amazing. Sometimes litigation just turns out perfectly. And this was like one of those cases where when you heard the regulations, they seemed a little kooky. And then she brought this really brilliant lawsuit. And then the city was like, never mind. We just won't do that. That is just so fabulous when lawsuits work for the right reasons. And like really work in a non-punitive way. Do you know what I mean? Like to me, I like it when litigation ends in everybody just looking, taking a second look at things and saying, yeah, okay, we rethought it. Turns out you're right. I mean, kudos to that bride. I know. (laughs) I know. She got the right husband to do that. Seriously. And you know what? I have to say, like when you're in the middle of planning a wedding, and so I guess her wedding is soon, who has the energy to deal with this stuff? And granted, you know, she hired her attorneys and they handled it. But still, that's like a whole extra layer of stress that goes beyond who sits at table one. So, you know, yeah, you're right. Kudos to her. I mean, what were they going to do to enforce that? Like, were they going to send spies to the wedding to see no dancing? (laughs) No, I didn't even think of that. Like, how the hell are they going to enforce it? Right. I mean, I suppose, though, I mean, I've seen videos of social events during the COVID period where people took videos of people either like dancing, you know, being unmasked or whatever it was. And then later on, those videos come to bite somebody in the ass in some other way. You know, and at a wedding, there'll be cameras out. So even though maybe, you know, nobody would storm in and arrest them for dancing, you never know that it could have some kind of issue. COVID tattletaling. Yes, COVID tattletaling. We need a word for that. 
COVID tattletailing. No, no, too no. Too many syllables. It's too many syllables. We need something like more snappy and punchy. That's terrible though that people do that. It. I mean, it is. Yeah. Like you don't need to be the COVID police for dancing. Like the COVID wedding gotcha journalism. <laughs> Very niche. Very, Very niche. niche. Well, my good news is that we're now, I think, 16 days without incident at my kid's school. Amazing. They're still testing the kids every now and then. But Did your kids get tested? They've gotten tested like somehow more than – like they keep getting plucked out of the class more your than – Your kids? My two twins just for some reason. They're like every – like we got tested today. Like again? They got tested more than once I in only three weeks. I think they've been tested three, three times in three weeks. Yeah. Stop it. And how, it's random testing. How? But how many? Is it like random but 50% of the student I, body gets tested? I mean the, as long as they're still negative, I guess they're not shutting down the schools because everything's now hinging on my kids. Or are they like just deciding that your kids are the test kids? They're going to just keep testing them because they trust that they're not going to have it? That would be hysterical. Like, we know that Kobe and Hannah will never have COVID, so we're going to keep the schools open by only testing them and de-identifying it to the reporting people. Right. Like, it could be like a sampling error. That's it could right. be like the Dewey Truman election <laughs> COVID version. <laughs> God bless my genetics. Good kids. Don't get, don't get COVID. That's fantastic. You know what my governor said? So I live in New Jersey, and the governor just announced yesterday that Next September, school will be full-time, every day, all in-person. Hooray. So I, we don't, we're not in school full-time right now. We're only in school five days a week, but only two hours. So it's going to be like real school next year. They'll still have, I think, a hybrid option, but like real school will be happening and my kids will be there. And no snow days still either way. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, no snow days. I don't know. That's, it's not going to snow. Forced remote. During snow days, like we said last week. Yeah, I don't like You know what I'm going to do, though, if that happens? If it's a snowy You're gonna day. You're going to write a stern letter to Phil Murphy. I'm just not going to log on that day. Yeah, the internet will happen to go down to my house that day. That's exactly what will happen. Like in the movie Airplane when he unplugs the runway. <laughs> yes. Wow, that is an old reference right there. I got to try. Zucker Brothers for the win. I mean, you're going to have to come up with something a little bit more in the last, I don't know, three decades. Maybe. I can't think of anything relevant more than that one bald guy unplugging the airport <laughs> in an airplane. I, I can't. I don't have a good a good reference. So we'll stick with airplane. Okay. Don't well, you live in the woods. Maybe a bear ate your cable connection <laughs> or something. It it has happened. I have had rodents eat out the um, wiring in my car engine. For real. Hashtag not Brighton Beach issues. Also, also, I had animals eat through my HVAC system outside my house. I shall repeat. Also, <laughs> hashtag not Brighton Beach issues. Yes, I live in, in the country so much so that you can hear the turnpike in my backyard. That's hysterical. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so I, I just want to do a, a really quick mental health check in with you. So here's what's happening to me. And I just want to know, is this happening to you too? So we went like 14 months of having absolutely nothing on our calendar. Right. And so when anybody ever asked me, like, what are you doing this weekend in case they had some kind of very boring COVID safe activity for me to do, I would always say, I'm doing nothing. Like, no one's doing anything. There's nothing to do. Now the world slowly eked into being open. Now I have 27,000 things every day, every hour. I have no space on my calendar. So you've been refloodgated. Yes, and it's it's actually extremely stressful because while I generally like having lots of stuff to do, the change came a little bit too fast and I feel like I'm not ready for it and it's it's giving me some anxiety. Is it happening to you too? Well, I've mentioned on the show several times that we've been planning this trip to Turks and Caicos, our first vacation in like four years. We were going to go 
after I exited stupid cancer, it was a nice trip, and then all this shit happened. So we have had something to look forward to, but in terms of like unplanned activities, when like, oh, you gotta go here, gotta go here, we're starting to get like the barbecue invites and the birthday parties that are happening. But I wouldn't say we're we're floodgated like you are, but you are like a social creature to the Google th- power, <laughs> unlike me, where I'm like reclusive and intentionally active when I need to be. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's my own fault. I went from like really having a hard time with being shut in during lockdown to now having so much of what I prayed for that it's almost too much even for me. It's like a tsunami of social plans, but I'll have to adapt. I'll say one thing. So for my listeners, my kids, my twins are 11 and for them, they like to swim, but we don't live near a pool. We live near the ocean, but the ocean now is like 50 degrees. So we can't go in the ocean. So what happens every now and then is the we will go to a Marriott with my points and they'll swim in the Marriott pool. But the Marriott pools have been closed. Oh. Writ large, because obviously for COVID, they finally reopened certain Marriott pools. Oh, that's good. Because, you know, COVID doesn't transmit through the water. Right. But it was a Marriott policy. Like they just shut the pools down, shut the gyms down. So now we went to a Marriott on points in New Jersey in glamorous, exotically Edison or something. And we were swimming in the pool for hours at a time. And then like for them, like we went to Bali or something. Like You're they such were a fun dad. You know, but th- that's all they wanted. So this return to normalcy is like we can now do the things that matter to the kids that we've been de- denied doing where they're not huddled up all day on a Saturday or Sunday just on their iPads. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm really glad for them. It's th- that stuff is important, that everyday stuff. On that note, here's some ads. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. All right, so moving on, what do we got today in the world of fuckery or factory? Yeah, <laughs> we have to start with this story where it's just like insanity got so bad that it went full circle, right? So remember I was telling you, I think two times ago, about this insane anti-vax conspiracy theory about how if someone is vaccinated, that they somehow shed proteins and then the person- Oh, and make somebody else infertile or something? Right. And it's like the other person is going to inhale the proteins and that's going to hurt them. So you should be careful of standing next to a vaccinated person. Of course, they're fertility radioactive. Right, right. And like you're going to like inhale it like secondhand smoke. So now what's happening, this conspiracy theory, bizarre as it is, medically unsound and logically unsound as it is, you know, it caught on like wildfire. And now we're seeing anti-vaxxers actually put masks on. To protect themselves from vaccinated people? Yes. So it's kind of like these are the same people. I, I, I think they are the same people who didn't believe in COVID to begin with and didn't want to wear masks. But now they want to wear masks, but not to protect from COVID that didn't really exist anyway, but to protect from the vaccine, which does exist and is going to hurt them. 
I just went a little cross-eyed. Yes, it's like a logical fucktangle of medical misinformation. You heard it here, folks, <laughs> the fucktangle. I mean, it, it really, it's difficult to follow this bouncing ball, but this is actually happening. People are wearing masks to protect from being next to a vaccinated person. So what happens if you're one of those people that have not gotten vaccinated, but pretend to be vaccinated to get into coals or something? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Um, but I, I suppose... Some kind of like wormhole opens up, some event horizon of Fauci. Yes, it's like, wait, right, that's the the answer is Fauci. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's the code word, Fauci. Uh, Fauci event horizon. <laughs> but I just feel like, whoa, that's nuts. But I mean, there it is. Bell curve. But exactly. I mean, that, <laughs> right there, I'm like, I, I can't get involved with this, yeah. people with these ideas. But I do have some Florida fuckery to share with you as well. I don't think it would be a vax on taping without some Florida fuckery. Oh, I hate to pick on Florida. I have relatives in Florida. I mean, Mickey Mouse is in Florida. It's a nice state. But man, they have their share of stupidity over there. So Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, made an executive order where he pledged to pardon anyone who has been convicted or might be convicted of violating a COVID regulation. You mean like small business owners that didn't shut their bars down or something? Yeah. It, and that's actually exactly how it started. It was two owners of a gym who refused to enforce masking policies and they got shut down by the state and they ended up having to report to to court and they were arrested because they were really belligerent about it. And, you know, now they have to deal with the fallout from not following the law. Wait, why did Florida have these laws on the books in the first place if they knew they were going to forgive these people afterwards? Well, I don't think they knew that because the governor was not in charge of making the regulations. I imagine that was the state legislature that did that ah. because it's, you know, the three branches and the whole thing. So... <laughs> Some of them are – the regulations were not handed down via executive order. But what's what we're seeing here is I think it's – you know, as a lawyer, I find this extremely disturbing because to, not having anything to do with COVID. To me, it's disturbing to see in a state that safety regulations could be put on the books and then you have a governor saying it's all right if you violated the law. I didn't like that law. I didn't agree with that law. So if you violated it – I'm going to pardon you. And it wasn't just like a PR move. He specifically granted these people essentially immunity. He said, if you have a pending case now, I'm going to continue your case until June. In June is when the clemency board meets. And that's when he said, I'm going to just pardon everybody. So like a COVID commuting. It's like COVID amnesty. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> yes. It's fucking ridiculous. That is pretty crazy. Right? And I'm like, listen, Ron, I mean, because you're on a first name basis with the man. I, I seriously, I mean, listen, Ron. What do you think? You know, there are some people in this world in Florida who are facing criminal charges in cases that are much more worthy of clemency than this nonsense, than these two belligerent fucking gym owners that refuse to get their people to mask while they're on the goddamn treadmill. Like, it just blows my mind. But of course, the whole thing is a publicity stunt because DeSantis is going to run for president. And this is how he rallies his base. Because, let me just interject my own ramblings and, and remind everyone, he doesn't have the authority to pardon for local or municipal violations. He only has the authority to pardon statewide. So he he's kind of in some ways, overstating what he's doing because most of the COVID regs are municipal. 
But still, just the fact that he would go out there and promise and proclaim, use his authority to, to issue blanket clemency for anyone, like, you know, violating a COVID reg, I just think that's ridiculous. Well, of course it's ridiculous. And this concludes our episode on how fucking stupid Florida can be. Oh, it's just obnoxious. I don't like it. Follow the law, people. If you don't like the law, change the law. That's okay. But you got to follow it. I'm just harking back to like one of our first episodes about how people think like wearing a mask is infringing on their liberty or their freedom. And it has nothing to do with that constitutionality at all. No. Right. These are the people who like, if you ask them to name the three branches of government, they would be completely stumped, but they're sure Chico, that the mask Harper, is- and Zeppo. <laughs> yeah. They're sure they know the, the freaking uh, amendment that the mask violates. Homer, Marge, and Bart. <laughs> can't. <sighs> Rick, Morty, and Pickle Rick. <laughs> All right. On that note, here's some ads. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. What do we got to talk about now? So earlier, you mentioned people faking their vaccination status to go shop in stores. Right. And I just wanted to elaborate on kind of what that's about. What we're seeing is retail stores, particularly big national chains like Walmart and Costco and Trader Joe's, they're announcing that if you are fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask in the stores. But they're not having like a CDC liaison at the door making sure you have your card. Exactly. And that's really the difficulty here, which is like, how much do they police whether you are entitled to the privilege of not wearing a mask or not? Of course, you know, just to point out, there are still state and local guidelines in effect about mask wearing in certain places. In places where mask wearing is mandated, it's not like Costco is some kind of free zone or like the embassy, like if you get in there, then you don't have to follow the laws anymore. It doesn't have, uh, you know, sovereign immunity. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but these are, again, private businesses that can make personal private decisions. Right. And you walk in there, they can, everyone gets a lollipop. Great. That's your business plan. Exactly. And I really have a lot of sympathy for the proprietors of these stores because I grew up in a retail business and I know whatever policy you have, someone's going to complain about it. And in this situation, you know, they're, I understand what they're trying to do, but it's going to cause mass confusion, not, not just mask confusion. Mask and mass exactly. confusion. Because you're going to have people who lie, 
about the fact that they've been vaccinated. You're going to have people complain about- This reminds me of like the airport before 9-11. Did you pack your bags? No, God packed my bags. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> has anyone touched your bags? Uh, yeah, all those people over there were rifling through my crap. Right. <laughs> Trust at the airport. Exactly. And it's kind of like, you know, what the businesses are trying to do is to provide like the least restrictive atmosphere. And, and that's great, but it creates a domino effect of problems, which is how to enforce this and what do you ask for? And if you ask for proof of vaccination, that's going to get some people upset and there's a HIPAA problem. And I mean, it's just like this craziness. But isn't it fair to say that if you're vaccinated and you go into Kohl's or Walmart or wherever these places are, and you're relatively immune to stupid people that have not gotten vaccinated, it's their problem, not yours. They're the ones at risk. But does that make Walmart liable for those people's health? I still don't think it would ever make the host place liable because, you know, they're not going to be liable for one person spreading a disease to another person. But I think it's maybe not that easy because while I'm vaccinated and I know that for myself, I know that that's going to protect me from getting seriously ill. It's possible that I could come into contact with an unvaccinated person who then gives me COVID and I'm asymptomatic, but then I transfer COVID to someone else who is also not vaccinated. And I mean, granted, the chances are not that high that that would happen, but it's still theoretically possible. So it's kind of, you know, I, I would much prefer that they would say, show me your vax card at the door, because even though even that's not perfect, it would be helpful. It would well, be that, better. That goes back to my black market. Vax cards, because we I think we talked last week briefly, and I want to talk about this next week, that there actually is a black market of people making fake CDC vaccine cards. Yeah, people are getting arrested for it and everything. Because, you know, where, where there's something valuable, there's always going to be fraudsters. Is there anything in here about the retail stores mandating that their employees still wear masks just to protect them in case? Well, actually, so Walmart said that their employees can skip the face mask. But they said that when it comes to employees... They will verify their vaccination status by asking them. So, and then they'll just lie. They'll just <laughs> or tell the truth or either way. I mean, I guess they also said that they're offering a cash incentive and the freedom to work mask free as part of a push to get the workforce vaccinated. So, there we were talking uh, a few episodes ago about vaccine bonuses and things like that, and that would would they be effective? And it, it's looking like, at least on some level, it is effective. So, Lou, I'm reading here that Walmart executives said the memo to the employers was that they'll continue to request that non-vax customers wear face coverings. But again, they're not going to do that. No, they're not going to do that. <laughs> no. What's the point? I, I, I can't. give up. It always cracks me up because when we're talking about retail business policies, very often Walmart, because it is such a gigantic business, it does sort of set the standard for what everyone else does. But having been to Walmart a few times, I sort of feel like I don't want to base anything based on what they're doing there because that store is always a shit show. Anywhere where you can buy both broccoli and ammunition is always a problem. I'm going to agree. <laughs> Good news is that there are other updates on COVID restrictions and things just generally are loosening up, um, especially from the point of view of government mandates. I mean, except for things like airports, public transportation, you know, bus stations, and the airports are federal. So to what extent will the FAA decide one day that you don't need masks at JFK anymore? I mean, we'll see. Let me say this. 
I don't care about the masks in those kind of places, particularly because the masks only make me happy in those places. I came through Penn Station to get here today. I have never been happier to be wearing a mask because for one second I had to pull my mask down and I had to inhale the eau de Manhattan, which is like, you know, that that potent melange of like urine, body odor and crack. And I really... I put the mask on and I was like liberated from the mask. Like I could not smell what was happening. So I'm all for keeping the masks in all places of mass transit. So in pharma, when you use a drug for its non-intended purpose, but it still happens to work, it's called off-label. So you've discovered the mask off-label benefits yes, of Manhattan stank. Absolutely. So I, I'll tell you what I what I'm loving is I'm seeing uh, you know, as I walk around in my life, there are places that used to be kind of sectioned off during COVID, like certain places, like you were saying about pools being closed, certain playgrounds were closed, portions of certain stores I mean, were closed. They like, That's opening. they like chain locked and welded the playgrounds. Yeah, that was to me the most bizarre thing that they did. I, I really, I, I try not to be someone who criticizes the COVID restrictions because I like to think that some smart person sat around, thought about what would make sense, but it never worked for me that they chained up the playgrounds. I mean, they were outdoors. It, it it was the least risky thing that you could do with your kids and they were closed. It was just, to me, it was crazy. So the masking, I don't care if they keep masking in place, but opening things up, allowing people in, maybe even increasing capacity restrictions, to me, that's really important. Um, I, I think I told you last week that I got invited to my first post-COVID wedding, and the couple was so joyous this week because their wedding is in Pennsylvania, and just this week, Pennsylvania dropped all capacity restrictions. So they were able to uh, extend their guest list in a way that they weren't sure that they could, and that was just really, really spectacular for them. Right. And a special shout-out to the HLTH event group today. They just announced that the fall conference is happening in real life in Boston, and you must prove vaccination to attend. I kind of miss conferences. But I think it's bold of them. It is. To take that move. Yeah. But I mean, you, you know what? You can't just give them your money and show up. You have to demonstrate legal proof of vaccinations for them to approve you to come to the conference. I, I think that's great because I think that it shows a seriousness on the part of the host, the of the event hoster. Well, it's the free market taking a stand. Yeah. And, and and I think people say, listen, health, you know, you can't just throw caution to the wind and say, we wish COVID was totally finished. So we're just going to have these events because we miss them. These are organizations saying your safety is really important to us so much so that we're going to do this in the safest possible way. And that is the priority. And it's more of a priority than, you know, not maybe not hurting your feelings because we're asking or, you know, whatever, whoever it's going to piss off that they don't want to share their COVID information. But I think that to me, I think it's the most responsible thing to do. It's showing that they're going to create the safest environment for attendees. And I think that's terrific. We talked months ago about these vaxxed-only hospitality events and vaxxed-only business experiences. This is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing like vaxxed-only travel, you know, cruises are doing that. And, and I'm sure we'll see more and more because I think that that what's happening is that people who have gotten vaccinated now see it as a privilege to have gotten the vaccine and would like to sort of extend the value of that privilege by saying, well, I'm going to choose that I'm going to associate with other like-minded people who are as safe as possible. And look, that's, you know, I'm sure somebody won't like it, but I think that's just kind of life. And I think it's a, it's a good thing. 
And while I don't think it's going to convince any idiot hesitancies to choose to go get vaccinated and support the the greater good, fuck them. (laughs) I'll be at Broadway enjoying some random Broadway show without you. You know what? I I don't know if I agree with you. I think that it will have peer pressure effect. I think it just won't be all at once. All right. I'm going to lay odds on that. Who can, how are we going to measure it, though? One rolling roaster roast beef sandwich. Excellent. I, I will bet on the cheese sauce. That's cheese with a Z, folks. Rolling <laughs> roaster. Look it up. Oh, Brooklyn's own. So good. And I guess that concludes our rant fest today of Vax On. Yes. I, yeah, that, that's the most complaining that I could do for today. Are you that exhausted and spent? I'm spent. I have to tell you. I- <laughs> You're not quite as low energy as you normally are, but I can definitely tell you're a little spent. You can tell. It's because I've been living for the past two weeks with no kitchen in my house. So, you know, I can't I can't um, speak. Your eat. culinary <laughs> fervence exactly. is at an all-time low. Yes, yes. So, and, and, you know, also we have to have masks on in my house because to be nice to the workers who right. also have masks. So it's just like there's no oxygen, there's no food, <laughs> there's sawdust everywhere. I've taken to wearing a mask in my house to protect me from the sawdust and the pollen that's coming in. So yeah, it's it's a mess. But on the bright side, you've managed to life hack your mask to reduce Manhattan stank. And yes. I think everyone can appreciate your decision, your brave, bold decision to do that. Oh, anything that protects me from body odor, I'm I am not above being a full Victorian lady and getting like a little spray of posies and putting it up my nose as I walk through Penn Station. And on that note, thanks for listening. And we'll see you back here next week on Vaxon. Make sure to shower. That's all for today, folks. If you like today's show, the conversation continues on Twitter at VaxonPod. That's V-A-X-O-N pod. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and tell all your friends to listen. Vaxon is a product of Offscript Media. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Alora Nanos. Our senior producers are Brianna Seeley and Andrew McDowell. It is mixed and edited by Brianna Seeley. Our theme music is by Chair Model. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments, feedback, and make recommendations. For more information, visit offscript.com. <laughs>